So many of us are asking this question today. How in the world do I make a difference? In a world that literally pulls us in nine million directions, there's a war in Ukraine, there's mass shootings in our country, the public education system in our country is in crisis. There's a health care shortage. Burnout among workers is like it's never been before. There's a child care shortage. Food inflation prices are causing people to go hungry. In this kind of world, where do I even start to make a difference? I've asked that question too. And it, you can't help but ask the question, like, has what I've done the last few years, has that even made a difference? Do I just keep doing what I'm doing? What in the world am I supposed to do, God? I want you to know you're not alone today if you're asking that question. You are not alone if you're asking a question, where do I start to make a difference? In fact, this book, the Bible, is full of story after story after story of people who've asked that exact same question. I want to make a difference, God. How can I be used to shine light and ignite change? Some of them reluctantly come to that question. Some of them find themselves brokenhearted because of God's force or power or love in their lives, breaking their hearts. Some of them find themselves on the rock bottom of life and they just want God to do something different in their lives. Wherever you find yourself this morning, if you find yourself asking this question, how in the world can I make a difference? I want you to know, I want you to know that God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you. Even in the darkest crevices of your own life, God wants to shine light in those places. God wants to ignite change in those places of your life, your lives. And not because not because he just wants you to be this perfect, wonderful person. God wants to use you. God has a purpose for you to shine light in the darkest and most tragic places in this world today. God wants to use you to ignite change in the places where everybody else has looked at it and says, there's no way that's ever going to change. And there's going to be a point in time in our lives where we say, oh, yes, God shined light there and God ignited change because only God could do it. God is going to give you direction and purpose for your life this morning. If you're asking yourself, I've been doing the same thing for years and years and years and I don't feel like I'm making any difference. If you feel like that, God still wants to use you to shine light and ignite change. If you have no idea where to start, but you know something has got to happen, God has put that in your heart. God has broken your heart for the things around you. If you come this morning and you're like, I can't even begin to think about the problems outside of my own life or my own house because I'm so broken and my life is so dark and my life is in such need of change. This morning, I want you to hear God has a purpose for you anyway. And it's going to be a force that shines light and ignites change in your life. So how? How do those of us asking how in the world do we make a difference in our own lives or in our world? Where do we even begin in that kind of world, in this kind of life? How do things change? I want us to look at a man in the Bible named Joshua. Joshua allowed God to move him. Joshua allowed God to change him. 
And Joshua allowed God to use him. Things have got to change. We have got to move and we need to be used by God to shine light and ignite change in this world. How do we do that today? If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to Joshua chapter 3, I'm going to give you a, as quick as I can to catch up with where we are in this story. Fifty years before this story is written, Moses finds himself brokenhearted for the people of Israel who are enslaved in Egypt. The Egyptians are making them do terrible things. They're working all these long, hard hours. They're not feeding them good food. They're treating them terrible. They're, they don't care about their kids or, or their families. They just, they just work them to the bone, and their goal is to destroy them. And God speaks to Moses and says, Moses, I want to move you. I want to change you and I want to use you. And so Moses stands up in front of the people of Israel who are enslaved in Egypt and he says, it's time for us to move. It's time for God to change us as a people so we can live into a different way of living. And it's time for God to use you to show the whole world that God is powerful and mighty and can do things we never dreamed of doing. And so the people of Israel, they basically said, all right, let's do this. But after um, spending some time following Moses and listening to God, they didn't exactly do what they were supposed to. And so God realized they needed to spend 40 years in the wilderness being absolutely dependent on God. God needed to shape them and change them and to use them in this time. And so they spent 40 years camping out in the wilderness between the land of Egypt and the promised land where God had called them to be. He wanted to move them, to change them, and to use them in this place of the promised land to create a, a brand new way of doing things. So they had to spend 40 years being completely and totally dependent on God. They were given manna each day, so they were dependent on, on their food. They lived a different schedule. They took one day off. It was called the Sabbath. They, they allowed God in the wilderness to move them, to shape them, and to use them. In that time of 40 years, Moses died and a new leader came up. His name was Joshua, and Joshua was going to lead the people from the wilderness into the promised land. There were a few obstacles between them and the promised land, but Joshua was really clear about his vision, right? We are headed to the promised land to be people that God has moved and changed and will use. So Joshua finds himself leading the people. They've sort of moved from the wilderness and they're headed to the promised land and they get to this place called the Jordan River. It's fall of the year. It's Tons of water in it. They don't know how they're going to cross it. It's kind of dangerous. They've got children with them. Like this is not, this is an obstacle, obviously, between them and the promised land. So they're trying to decide, are we going to camp out for a long time till the river maybe goes down? What are we going to do? And this is what Joshua does. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim, where they were camping, and they went to the Jordan, to the river that's got lots of water in it where they camped before crossing over. So we already know <laughs> that they are going to cross over the river. But as they're camping, they spent three days there. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp where they're camping on this side of the Jordan, and they gave orders to the people. They said, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. The Ark of the Covenant is the Word of God. So they said, when you see the Word of God moving among you, carried by your leaders, you are to move 
from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. And Joshua told the people, this is the verse that Horizon Church is memorizing this summer. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. We've waited for 40 years for this. And Joshua looks at the people and he says, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow God is going to do wonders among us. What does consecrate mean? Consecrate means that we are really intentional to allow God to shape us, to change us, to move us so that God can use us for wonders among us. Consecrate means we get really connected to the force, the only force in the world that can move you, the only force in the world that can change you, the only force in the world that can shape you, God and God alone. So how do we do this? I think we follow what it is that Joshua did to encourage the people to consecrate themselves because he knew for thousands of years you've seen this happen, people of God. For thousands of years we've seen this happen. God is going to do wonders among you, things that people point at and say only God can do that. God is going to do that among you. But right now we have to consecrate ourselves. We have to let God move us. We have to let God shape us. And we have to let God use us. We don't want the Egyptians using us anymore. We don't want all these other forces using us anymore. We want God to use us to create the promised land. And people, how in the world do we do that? See, they're asking the same question we've all asked. How in the world can God use me and you? How can God use us to change the world, to shape the world, to move us in a different direction? How can God move us? How can God change us? And how can God use us to make a difference, to shine light and ignite change? And this is what we learn from Joshua. First, we have to, we have to trust God to change our speed. They camped out for three days. They'd been moving all along from the wilderness to the Jordan River, day after day after day, picking up, moving, picking up, moving, picking up, moving. And this time they stopped. They slowed down. For three days, let God change your speed. So many of us are moving at a speed that we couldn't see if God moved past us anyway. Slow down. Let God change your speed. Don't wait for someone else to do it. They didn't say, Joshua didn't say, hey, wait, um, I think, you know, somebody else is going to change our speed for us. Someone else is going to slow us down. No, Joshua heard God say, slow down for a little bit. These people need to be consecrated. They need to trust me. They need to get really connected to me as their force. Slow down. You, you are the only person who can slow you down. And you do that by trusting God to change your speed. You do that by trusting God and not your work. You do that by trusting God and not your finances. You do that by trusting God and not your relationships. You do that by trusting God and not everything else around you. Let God change your speed. Let God change your speed this summer. God wants to change your speed. The second thing that the Word of God did for the people of Israel is it changed their direction. They knew when to move. They knew to move and to follow the word of God because that's what Joshua told them to do. God will change your direction. Y'all, we all know this. The world has got to change. Things have got to be different. God, God will change your 
direction if you let God do that. Joshua said to the people, follow the priests and the Ark of the Covenant. Follow the church and the Word of God. Let them lead you, move you, change you, shape you, use you this summer, not, not in the fall when things slow down or when things are different. Right now, how can you really come with Horizon Church? Come together with us and figure out how God can shape us to use us and to move us. Right now, let's be really intentional as a church to do that. Let's let God move us. We've done that, right? We've seen God do what only God can do. We got a bowling alley that people offered a lot more money for, and they, they, we have the opportunity to worship God in a space right here in the heart of South Tampa because God does miraculous things among us. Let's hold tight to that God. And when the Word of God speaks, let's move. But we have to change our speed first. Let God change your speed. Let God, the Word of God, be what moves us. And finally, the third thing is we need to let God shape us. Consecrate us. Shape us. We have plenty of opportunities this summer to do everything else that we want to. But God is giving us an opportunity to be shaped by Him. Are there intentional things that you are doing with your family to make sure they are shaped by the love of God? If we want the world to change, we've got to be willing to change in our own lives and our own families. Let God change us. Let God consecrate us. Let God make us different. And let's believe. Let's hold fast to believing that God will do wonders among us. We know, we know the end of this story, and we know the end of our story. Joshua is a Hebrew word that means Yahweh saves. That, mean God, that means God saves. God saves us from camping in the wilderness. God saves us from the Jordan River. We're going to learn this summer about Jericho. God saves us from the people of Jericho. God saves. That's what the name Joshua means. In Greek, that word is Jesus. God saves. God saves us from the pain and sin and darkness and turmoil of our world through Jesus. If your summer isn't about getting closer to the Jesus who saves, who saves us from sin and pain and addiction and darkness, who longs to shine light and ignite change in your life, it is time for us to turn our hearts toward Jesus who, who points us to the God who saves, who wants us to live a different way. I believe, I believe that there is a day that I'm going to stand in front of a camera and preach to people who no longer need to be reminded about all of the, the bad headlines that used to be, but who are so different that things have changed in the world. I believe God can do that through us. God did it through the Israelites, a small group of people who were camping in the wilderness and created a whole new nation that was supposed to be a light in the world. I believe God can do that through our church. But I believe we have to be tightly, tightly connected to the force, the only force that will move us, change us, and use us to do that. And that is Jesus who reminds us that God is the only one who can save us from all of the things that cause darkness and pain and separation and heartache in our world. 
the only one who can connect us to light and change is Jesus, who connects us to the God who saves. If you aren't connected to that God through Jesus, today, right now, is the moment. If it's been years since you've said, God, I want, I want you to use me. I want Jesus to save me so that I can be used to watch you save the lives of other people. Today is the day to let the only force that can honestly make a difference, Jesus. Will you pray with me? God, I pray right now that you will move, that you will change, and that you will use every single person who are listening to these words right now. And God, we can't wait for the day where we point that you've moved us in a different direction. You've changed our hearts and our lives and the things we focus on. And you've used us to shine light and ignite your change. We can't wait for the world to see the amazing things that you do for all of us through us. Use us, God. Change us, move us. And use us to shine your light and ignite your change. And for those of us who need that change ignited in our lives, who need your light shined in our own lives, God, we offer our lives to you right now today. Do what it is only you can do. Amen.